consistency is one of the most important things you can get when you're doing video content, podcast We're, content. And, and, and that will get you there. Consistency is more important than having an audience or having like, because you will get better over time. There we go. We finally have a guest. We finally have a guest who is, who's moving to it. Welcome to this edition of the Black Line Podcast. Mike, I don't even think we have time to talk about baseball season today because we are going to have a fun episode. Gabriel, what are you shaking your head? No, baseball. You're from Venezuela, right? Yeah. You got That's that like wrong. Bye. Yeah, right. <laughs> First yeah. fact of the day, wrong. wrong. Argentina, Argentina Venezuela. I can tell you everything about soccer, soccer which actually in the rest of the world, they call it football. I thought that was football. It's the original football, uh, if we want to talk about that. Uh, but yeah, no baseball. That doesn't exist down there. You know what I mean? We play maybe softball, but that's like a kid's game. It's not a, it's not a thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Of all the things he could have started <laughs> off with. <laughs> Well, you, I, I mean, you invite me to the show. You want me to be original. You want me to be me. You know what I mean? Like, right? No, no, I'm saying of all the things Doug could have started off with. Oh, my God. I, I got remember. it wrong. Oh, I got it wrong, got it wrong what country Gabriel's from. Yeah, I'm yeah, fine. I'm an American. Good. I don't really yeah. care that much about Argentina anymore. So you right. can keep going. It's fine. It's fine. Where I was born and my whole heritage and my family is not that important. Right. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying, right? Anyhow... Now that we've entertained Mike today, apparently. Oh, God. Well, there, um, there, is, there is some history there from, from an inbound conversation. There with, is. There is. There is. Some, there is some There's one, way so much more. We can talk about that for an hour. That involved me? <laughs> no, no, no. Between okay. What's crazy between is that Mike used to think I was from Brazil. So you guys have so no I idea him, what you're talking about. Right. I called him. I was <laughs> like, hey, can you... Can you help translate for me? And he's like, dude, I'm from Argentina, not Brazil. It's fine. Usually, hey, at least, you know, at, at least Venezuela speaks the same language as Argentina. The average American doesn't know anything about hey, North of Mexico, hey. anyways. You know, you know what? what I mean? You know what? In America, I was taught South America. Right there, you go. You have, That's it. South America is everything you have, else. You have the 50 states. You have Canada, which is the 51st state. <laughs> You have the vacation area, which is Mexico, and then yep. you have um, third world. South America, which includes Central America. There you go. Which is the third world. That's what they call it. No, right? I'm, I just call it South America. I just call it's it It's fine. Since, I think more of you. Since do. we insulted everybody in uh, America, <laughs> not the country, the <laughs> actual continent, uh, we can move on. Yeah, we're 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 already off to this is this is a very interesting start already. So Gabriel, why don't you? Uh, th th this is the most unique opening of the uh, podcast we have ever had. Um, so congratulations. Well, we have Gabriel on, so that's you know that's. Yeah, I thought we would go off the tracks. I thought we'd be like a couple minutes in before we went off the tracks. So, anyways, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us, uh, tell everybody um, who may not know you who you are and uh, what you do. That's awesome. So I'm Gabriel Marguglia. I'm the CEO of Nextie Marketing. We are a diamond hotspot agency in Sarasota, Florida. We specialize in video, of course, but we also specialize in using the hotspot platform to the fullest, trying to make the most out of hotspot and actually generate more value by using 
incredible integrations like Seven Sense, like Wistia, like God oh, Look at so, him dropping. Oh, I know. Yeah. Thank you. I know my dropping friends. You know what I mean? Like he 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 knows I'm from pitches. Argentina. So uh, I have uh, I have uh, an amazing wife and partner, Jackie. I have four amazing kids that are. 11, 12, 15, and 18, one going to college this year. So really cool stuff. I'm a drummer. I love gardening. Do you want to know more? I can tell you a no, lot. No, we're of good. We're me. good. I have a question. Do you need to ask you a question that I've never asked you? The, drum, the drummer piece was something new to me. I thought I knew everything about Gabe. Oh, dude, the you missed the you missed the Twitter conversation we had. A no, no, I, I saw that. No, but that was going to be one of my questions today. Is he never told me that he was like a rock star? And I was like, wow, look at this setup. I mean, just absolutely. I mean, I knew crazy. he was a rock. I just didn't know he was a star. Yeah. He also did forget one thing though in his introduction. I'm a typewriter collector. No, typewriter collector, and he has an absolutely fantastic and amazing team. Like Gabriel just he, he like I don't I don't know what Gabriel does. I'm sorry. Do the two of you, do the two of you need a room? Yeah. I mean, should I, I should should Hannah and I kind of go I, away for a little you, bit? Thank you, thank you, Mike. I really appreciate your comment. We do have an amazing team. Kara, our strategist, is a rock star, and she brought uh, with you know. Jackie and Kara work together and bring in an amazing team. It's been 18 years, but we got it right. Finally, we have an amazing team. Uh, so, so that has been one of the amazing challenges. And, and, and what you get when you work with us is not just Gabriel. Gabriel is just the guy up there talking to people. Uh, you, get, you get them, which is the best part. So I need to ask you a question I've never asked you before. Go ahead. Are, are we allowed to call you Gabe? Yeah, of course. I okay. don't care. Like people call okay. me Gabe, Gabriel, G. That's that's what most okay, people call me in the in the agency world. Yeah, G. Because as you know, I'm a sales guy. Like over and above, I'm a sales guy. And so once we go above one syllable, it becomes very, very hard for us to <laughs> oh yeah to retain and maintain. Um, all righty. So, how'd you come to video? You know, as the guy with typewriters, <laughs> how did you come to video? Well, typewriters, I, I live in the digital world. I work in the digital work, so, world, so I have to play in the analog world. That's, that's that story. Uh, but, but video, it's, it's been a journey. I remember starting this company as websites and SEO and you know marketing. And all of a sudden, we started YouTube. YouTube started growing incredibly. Everybody had something in YouTube. And We, we do a lot of websites pretty much every time we get a new customer, we do their website and that's part of their journey for, for us. So it was always an afterthought. It was like, okay, oh, you have a video? Yeah, let's put it on YouTube. Let's put it on the homepage. Boom. Like that, that was it. It was not even a conversation. Um, and we started seeing it gradually again, five years ago, six years ago, we started seeing more and more people starting to think about it. Of course, everybody was like, this is going to be the year of video. This is going to be the year. And it's, they say the same thing over and over again, but nobody was doing anything about it. Um, 2016, we go to Inbound. We hang out with you guys. And uh, Brian Halligan says- I'm impressed year. he can remember what we did in 2016 at Inbound because I have no recollection. For we hang out. Very good reasons. We had a couple of drinks, just one or two only. And, and, and then it was all education. That's it. That's what we did. So uh, Brian Halligan said, next year, don't hire a blogger, hire a videographer. And I was like, okay, this is the year that we need to do this. Coincidentally, that same year, we became Wistia Partner. 
partners because we wanted to do more. We wanted to learn more. We wanted to start building that internal team. We saw that need from the customer side and then we saw it in the industry. So we were like, okay, we got to make it happen. So every time we come back from inbound or we used to come back from inbound, um, we used to say, okay, what are the three things we need to do next year? The three things, not 50, not 100, not a million, because that's what happens at inbound. Um, you have a ton of ideas, but what are the three main things, the three themes, the bigger things we need to change? And one of them was video, and we made it a priority. I talked to team members, and the rest is history. We, we started building our internal video team. We started doing free videos for everybody. Uh, you know, every single one of our customers got a free video. We started doing video shoots with iPhones and started to learn how to do it. And then from there, we saw it as a huge opportunity to make it into who we are, use it internally as a tool and learn how to use video to run your business, not just to, you know, create a product video. And, and then our customers, are, we saw that our customers responded incredibly. And every time we had a new conversation with a new potential customer, it was like, oh, we saw that you do video. And, and then again, it was impossible not to put all the energy and all the money and all the, you know, people in it. Um, and we grew from there. So it, it, it's possible to be important and overhyped and overrated. You're going to okay. be both. Yes. Wouldn't that apply to video? Yes, I, I agree with you. I think that people keep putting video in a, in a hype category. It has to be, it's like, this is the most important thing you're going to do next month. Like, and that's not true. The, the true fundamentals of marketing and sales and business have to be there for video to work. Um, but if you do it right, it's going to create an impact in absolutely every effort you make. So we don't see video as a, let's do a product video, homepage video, and about us video. That's just like month one for us, right? Like for us is we have two sets of things that we do with video. One is lead generation, customer acquisition, increasing engagement and all that stuff and, and leads and how to convert more on a landing page and an email address and an email campaign and sales engagement. But then also it's the brand affinity side of things. So for us, it's two things. Video is not just video marketing and video lead generation or video sales. It's how can we use video and everything that comes with video or because of you, you, you creating video that then increases brand affinity and gets people to spend more time with your brand and love your brand and wants to come back for more. And then have those conversations when you're talking to a sales opportunity and they say, I watch your video on this and that. And, you know, Kara was great. And you're like, hold on, you already know Kara from that video. It's working, right? I don't need to know the conversion rate or the, you know, click-through rate of that video. That created an impact. So yes, it could be overhyped and important at the same time. I agree. You, I will you said give you long answers every time, by the way. Yeah, I'm gonna start interrupting you, man. We got we got lots of questions. Only three questions. You get three questions today. <laughs> um you, you you said if it's done right, it, it it has a lot of impact. What what does what 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 does done right mean? 
It has to come from strategy. It, that it, you cannot be like, oh, what are we going to be? What, what kind of video should what we create? Mean? What well, does that mean? It's got to come from Great strategy. question. Because people say, I want you to create a video that's going to go viral. Or I want to, to. These are things that we hear all the time. I want you to create a video that's going to create so much impact that my boss is going to allow me to do video all the time. And then I go back and I say, you understand that video is just part of your long-term strategy, it's part of your business strategy, it's part of your marketing strategy, it's part of your sales strategy. So if you don't have a sounding, a a robust marketing strategy, your videos are not going to create a positive impact in your marketing and your conversions in in, in generating more or faster or high quality leads. Um, So... We don't have video conversations on the first day. We have strategy conversations on the first day. We have we we do discovery conversations. We we understand the audience. We understand the goals, the challenges, all those things that without the, that part, you can't create a robust strategy for marketing, for sales, for business. But then you add the layer of video to every aspect. Every tactic will have video attached to it. Um, I think so, Gabriel. Go ahead. Like, well, no, I, I just want to <laughs> add to that because I, I mean, you and I have talked about this before. I think, obviously, Doug and I have talked about it as well. Like, it sounds to me like when when you have some of these conversations with clients of, hey, I want it to go viral. I want this. I want that. They're, they're, once again, they're looking for the silver bullet. Like, we say no. Fundamentally, change my bi- business with one video. That's everybody in the world is going to see because it's just one video. Um, mm-hmm. And they, they, they don't know why they're doing it other than to have that kind of silver bullet type men- mentality. The answer is no. The answer is but, we won't do it. We will not work with you. If that's what you want, we will not work for you with you. But, because again, if you, if you think about it, you know, inbound marketing, okay. It, you know, my answer to this customer that said, prove me, prove to me with the first video that this is going to work. I said, Okay, you've been blogging for years. You have proven the impact of blogs and SEO and content marketing and lead generation efforts with the first blog. You couldn't. Right. Yeah, but but that, that's where I, that's where I was going to go though. That's not like that's not unique to video. I remember when blogging was the new thing. Yeah. Um, you know, someone said, "Well, okay, um, you know, prove to me that blogging works." And you know, I, I you know, I'm. I'm probably about the fourth time it happened, we realized we should start preparing people for it. But you know, by the by the third blog, we were going to get a complaint that this isn't working. Yep. Um, you know, so we started telling people, look, if you're going to blog, you got to be committed to the fact that only your mom's going to read until at least 90 days <laughs> of consistently doing that. So, so like, that's the magic pill thing. I, I get that. But um, I, you know, I, I, I see, I, I think I still see a tremendous amount of gratuitous video. And what I mean by that is video that would be better served as something other than video video that would better, that would be better served as audio video Mm -hmm. that would be better served as, um, text. And that's actually the big thing is the number of times I see a video, um, and I will not name names today. Um, this is what I heard. I heard one of the hot things was, and and you see it all the time now, right. And all, and the services now, like all these hosting services provided, we will auto transcribe it for you. So that, so that the text will play. And someone can watch the video on um, on mute, which I which, by the way, from what I understand, like more than 80 percent of people does that on social media. Yes. Right. So doesn't that beg the question if I'm going to 
read your your <laughs> closed caption. Wouldn't it be better if you just gave me the blog post? Yes and no. The thing is, we get mixed up with where we put video and what the goal of that video is and why we're putting video there. So people talk, people talk about video as one thing. And when you say video on social, it's it, it consistent that video has better engagement, right? Because video is more, you know, it's more friendly for a social environment where you're you're scrolling, so the video, the movement makes your brain stop. It's like thumb stopping, right? Like that's there's a whole aspect of that. So that I would makes like to run you... an A/B. Hold on, I'd like to run an A/B test. I want to challenge you to an A/B test on that. I want you to run the video with underneath a video or, or in that same space the mm -hmm. link to say read the whole thing here, and I want it, you to tell me how many people stay on the video. And I'm not gonna say that is better. What I'm saying is. People use video more often on social media because it it's has better for that the it's better for the company doing the video. It, it's better for the company it, doing the video, not because it drives up their vanity it. metrics. And that's why you need to think about who your audience is, why you're creating this video, what is the goal of this video, and and every video has to have one goal, right? Like if you're creating a homepage video, the homepage video is to explain the value of the company, and hopefully. You're thinking about your customers and you're putting it in their perspective. So you're explaining how in their perspective, there's some value in this product, service, whatever it is. So your story told in their point of view, right? So that could be a great homepage video. Two, three minutes, people have that time if they're in your homepage. About us page, completely different. Social media, not more than 30 seconds. What are you trying to do with that video on social media? Make them click, make them go to a page, make them buy. So depending on on those things, you're gonna have to do. What are people things. trying to do with video on social media? I'm actually I'm actually and, genuinely curious. And I agree with you. I'm gonna tell you something. I do not believe social media is a great channel most of the time for the majority of companies out there. Social media is a is their channels to drive people to other places where they can engage with great content. So the idea of social media is to send them somewhere else. I understand there's a whole aspect of community in social media and you can build community and you can have discussions and all of that, depending on your industry, if you're B2C, B2B and all that stuff could be better for you. We don't use social media as, as one of the primary channels for leads for our customers. Most of our customers get their leads from SEO, from creating amazing content that comes up on Google because search is huge. We do, we do uh, of course, some ads. Uh, and of course, we, do, we use social media to bring people back. So you use an ad that brings them back to the website. That's where it's shorter. Ari, listen, hold on. We're talking about video. We're not talking about social media. Let's get back to our, let's get back to our subject matter. So your question was, how do we do it right? And like everything else in marketing or sales, you do it, you measure it, you understand it, you evaluate what's working, what's not working, and you make it better the next time. The problem is that everybody's trying to create that magic bullet that is going to be that one video or trying to do that one email or that one social post. It doesn't work like that. It's iteration and you have to have the right tools to measure it. That's why we use AppSpot and many other tools and Wistia is our partner for video. We get engagement. We get how much time people spend on it, where they click on it, 
Like all of that allows us to understand what parts of the video people are watching or rewatching. So all of that gives you an idea. And then again, if you connect it with HubSpot or other tools, you will understand which leads are actually watching video. Are they converting into customers? Can we see a correlation between people watching video and turning into customers at a higher rate? Those are the conversations we have with our customers. But there's another layer, which is the brand affinity, which is harder to measure. And you need to keep that in mind too. That's why we separate the conversations between lead generation and customer and, and measurement and, and, and everything we can do with software and the other aspect of video, which is the human, the, the human connection, the, the, the feelings that you get when you watch a I wanna, video. I wanna, I wanna dig into brand affinity um, in, in a minute, but Mike, do you have any? Well, no, I, I mean, I, I think Gabriel's making a, a, a fantastic point there with regards to the iteration side of it. Like, it, it, I would love to know, let's just call it a viral video, a video that has more than a million views. I would love to know how many of those videos started of, hey, let's make a viral video. I think they happen by mistake. Much like you write a blog post, you think it's going to be the best blog post you ever wrote, then it gets shit engagement. Then you write a blog post, you think it doesn't. I don't think you know, so. This isn't going to be a great blog post. Right. And then the next thing you know, it's the most successful blog post on your website. Um, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds' company did the Match.com video with the purpose of going viral. That was fully intended to go viral. There was no accident there. I understand that some companies. So that's, that's one example. Do that. I don't. Right, well, that's, well, that's one example. Give give me some more. See, I don't. It, you know, it, 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 it all comes from like iteration and trying new things. Hey, what worked on this one? What didn't work? And the same thing holds true with anything marketing, sales, business related. No, I don't think so. Iteration. I don't. Not on viral. Not 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 if you're looking at true viral video that, that that pops. Because if that were true, then what you would see is you would see a progression. That, that consistently moves to that uh, virility. And if you look at if you look at people who are not YouTubers, that, that, like that their full-time job is not driving that traffic, you know, in which case you're a television station, right? What you'll see is that you've got zero, 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 and then it pops out of nowhere. And in most cases after that, it goes back to being zero, you know, not much, not much, not much. And, and so if, if virility came out of iterations, there, there, there'd be I'm not saying iterate the same video. I'm yeah. saying I'm not saying iterate the same video. I'm saying iterate no. whatever you're saying, your messaging, no, I know. your that's what I'm I understand that. you you would if I if if the process for me to get to a million to have a video with a million views, I'd start off with nothing and as I learned and iterated it would pick up. And then I'd get to I'd be around a half a million and I'd have to break and then I'd get to that. And then once I broke through to a million, I would consistently have million views and to do that that's purposeful you're in a different business i so i don't i and i I'm don't gonna, think don i'm gonna challenge that please i don't want a million views well i agree i don't, I don't I, really, I mean, want a hundred views really doesn't matter i want a hundred views of high quality right that's but, it i want a hundred right. views of my micro audience that loves me that's either going to buy or talk to someone about how amazing we are and that's the other part, the piece of the puzzle when you're talking about brand affinity and using video to engage, to, to build brand, to build a, an engaging and lovable brand. Uh, we're talking about people that it, it's not everybody. It's knowing your audience, targeting that audience and building okay. content that that audience is going to love and then ask them, did you like it? Why did you like, did you not like it? Like, and then iterate on that stuff. Uh, via, Viral videos are mostly ads. 
they're made by ad agencies and you know video production agencies we are marketers salespeople. we're we're on an, on a different right. and, side and, of the and, and so to, to add to add to that but to create that content that a that a that is my, that, that's going to connect with your micro audience you need consistency. Doesn't just come out, it doesn't just come out of anywhere. Like it, no. it doesn't like, Hey, I'm just going to like create this video that I think everybody's going to like in, in yeah. my micro audience. And all of a sudden I'm going to be great at it. Like that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. I think that's what sets Nexony apart from everybody else is the fact that you guys have iterated and learned from different aspects of things. And that's the advantage of working with certain, you know, agencies over, uh, over others. Yep. You upset Gabe. He left, but he's come back. So, well, it's my camera that that has a thirty-minute thing, and yeah. So we're getting a new one. Don't worry about it. But I, on on that, just quickly, um, consistency is one of the most important things you can get when you're doing video content, podcast We're, content, and 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 that will get you there. Consistency is more important than having an audience or having like because you will get better over time. We're, we're, this is going to be an unusual black line podcast because we're actually going to get to some actual take home um, actionable ideas and steps um, here in a little bit. But but I want to go into brand affinity yeah. and, and, and I want to make sure that we're all talking about the same thing. And for purposes of full disclosure, probably close to about a decade ago, I wrote a post called Nobody Cares About Your Shitty Brand. Um, and, and so I get I mean, I. The, the hair on the back of my neck begins to um, pop up when I hear brand affinity, people are going to love your brand, people this, people, you know, when, when we're talking about that small mid-market company, when we're talking about, I mean, I get HubSpot, I get, I get Drift, I get um, Amazon, I get Apple, yeah. you know, those are the people that, that, that are over here. I think that if you're concentric, let, let me, you know, you guys are naming names, I'm going to name one of my clients, you know, if you're concentric, um, the truth is, I think the the ninety nine point eight percent of their customers are happiest with them when they don't think about them at all. Because right, and so what does brand affinity mean in 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 this context when we're talking about the importance of brand affinity? You know, I was I was I I we have a show Martech Masters, and we talk a lot about brand affinity marketing. Actually, we talk a lot about these things: video using videos you know, creating video series and podcast series and how to build brand affinity. And we're talking to brands like Spark Toro with Brent Fish King and Shopify. And, and you talk to, we talk to them so we can learn and then apply it with our customers. So it's a great question. What do we do with normal companies right here that don't have the Wistia, the HubSpot, the, you know, profit will, um, you know, budget yeah, I, or team? And, you know, and I, I, why would they do it or would, should they not even care, right? Um, I'm going to go there. Okay, so let, 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 let's talk about what brand affinity is. So, so I, one of the things we talk about is brand affinity doesn't mean creating video all the time, creating a podcast all the time. What we're doing here is brand affinity for you, which means when people go to your website and they engage with your emails and your blogs, they know you also have a podcast and they listen to you and they might hate what they're hearing and say, I'm not going to work with these guys. Or they might love the way you see the world and you challenge people and you have other, you know, like-minded people around you that you learn from and you teach them. Um, and that 
builds brand affinity because they want to engage with you now maybe as a listener of your podcast because they want to keep learning because they have a good time when they listen to your podcast or they might be a potential customer and they already engage with you because you're creating this podcast and they know how you think they know how you feel about certain things and they will they they like the way you see the world the business world and everything so that creates that emotional connection with your brand uh so it entices them to engage with more content from your brand read another blog listen to another podcast watch a video and increases their affinity to your brand um at the end of the day if this was a sales process salesperson is going to be really happy that all of these things happen because they will have to work a lot less they're going to be like oh yeah i was i was watching this your podcast is great yeah and dog said this i totally agree with him right that happens to us all the time from videos that we thought would give us nothing we remember we used to run this coffee talks thing which was two people from our team sitting down talking about something we're going to talk about track cold tracking with hopspot all right perfect let's talk about it you know 20 minutes later we had an episode and then you're having a meeting with someone it's like yeah i know you're using colrel and i saw your episode on phone tracking and you're like how you watched an episode and you're like yeah kara said this and i'm like kara you know my team already that is what we're talking about of course people are not going to be like hey you need to buy next to me because next to me oh next to huh? yeah no i i watched their podcast they're not going to talk to their friends about it but it increases the 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 connection with your brand it 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 entices them to watch more content to spend more time with your brand at the end of the day and if you create engaging entertaining educational content they will come back and they will talk to their peers about you and they will buy more because of that that is what brand affinity marketing is all about do people love walmart it doesn't matter Walmart doesn't create a video series that shows how they're changing the world. They're doing some of those things. They're they have ads that You didn't answer my question. Do people love Walmart? Does it matter? If brand affinity is creating love for your brand, then if 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 Walmart were building brand affinity, which it certainly has. Okay, if we're talking about people that go to Walmart, People that go to Walmart love Walmart. You know why they love it? Because it's cheap, because it's a it's an easy experience for them, because everything is there, because they can buy well, a hot dog while they're eat while they're shopping, because they have well, their pharmacy and it's If 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 you go to if if you go back <laughs> to the days, one, one one of the great business lessons I learned um is around know your one thing. And and the the president of Walmart's grocery division was speaking at a business conference. He was one of the keynote speakers and he asked the audience, he goes, how many of you live paycheck to paycheck? And surprisingly, no one at the conference raised their hand. Yeah. And I'm kidding, obviously, by saying surprisingly, they didn't. I'm sure some of them should have raised their hands, but they did not. Um, and, and then he said, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but we don't really care if you come to our store. I mean, you're welcome to. And if you come, you'll find a gourmet pizza that costs $7. But where we really spend our time, he said, you see, we live for the people who live paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. 
And where we really spend our time is to find that pizza that costs 75 cents, but still tastes good, right? And, and so, and actually, if you look at Walmart, Walmart was not as successful as it is because it was cheap and it certainly wasn't the cheapest. It was the lowest total cost because of convenience. You could go to one place, mm-hmm. you could get everything. And so, you know, it, you know, one of the things that those people who live paycheck to paycheck lack even more than money is time, mm-hmm. right? And, and so Walmart built the most successful retail organization in history, at least at one time. I mean, you, you can make the argument that Amazon has passed them from a retail standpoint, but they, they built it as a utility brand. And, and one of my favorite blog posts that I wrote, because I wrote a thing about Four Seasons Experience. Um, and, and my definition of the Four Seasons Experience is people want, when they, people want what they want when they want it, mm-hmm. preferably without having to ask. And the Four Seasons is exceptional at doing that. But everyone misread it to think that what I was saying was high-end perform, that it was a high-end experience, right? And, and so as the Apples and the- Teslas. Um, and, and, and Four Seasons and the Silicon Valley, um, we're gonna build microwave chips to warm us up to change the world. If, any, if there are any Silicon Valley fans, you'll appreciate that reference. <laughs> Um, you know, the, 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 what's gotten totally lost is there, there are far more plumbing brands than there are visionary brands. And there are a lot of businesses that are in, you know, they are a utility. And, and so we're getting this playbook of, of marketing applications selling to marketing people in the marketing industry of and about marketing so that, you know, half of the things that you write and, you know, there are times where I'll, you know, I'm writing a post and I'm saying something good about HubSpot or I'm saying something good about another app and I go, oh yeah, I'm going to get some retweets on this. Of course. Right? And, and, and so, you know, we, 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 we build this echo chamber, echo chamber, echo chamber. Um, what about, what is brand affinity for that non-visionary, you know, for, for that utility brand? We are a non-vision. I don't, I don't, consider myself a, a brand that's going to change the world. Yeah, but at, you're a thought leader. Within my Gabriel, you're you're a thought leader and you're striving to be a thought leader and you and you want people to, you know, hey, Gabriel's on that cutting edge and Gabriel gets it and they get it, right? But there's um, a lot of eco chamber there too. And sure, sure. And, and it has it has a, a, a its purpose. The eco chamber raises us as thought leaders which allows us to talk from a different perspective for to be invited to podcasts like this one to be you know okay. to be out there which what about the company that changes batteries on on a factory floors fork for their fork for the forklifts what what i'm saying is that you don't you don't have to build brand affinity so grandma loves you or you know teenagers love you like they love tesla or apple or whatever you need to build brand affinity with your audience so if your audience are manufacturing, you know, decision makers that buy batteries, build something, some kind of content that is engaging and entertaining and educational for them when they need it, where they need it, if they need it. And that's another conversation I always have in our show. You don't have to create a video series or a podcast for every brand. You don't have to write blogs for every brand. I tell some of my customers, don't waste your time on SEO. Your industry will not get anything out of it. So, yes, this is overrated in the sense that everybody thinks 
everybody has to have a podcast. Everybody has to have a video series. No, we don't. Should everybody be doing video? I think everybody should be doing video. And the reason why I don't disagree with you is because video creates that emotional connection. Our brains, when they see a face, when they see a human being, when we are programmed to connect with other human beings, we see faces everywhere. We, our brains are programmed. So if you see text or a picture, it's completely you know, different than if you see a moving person. That's you know, it. You know, there's some actually some really interesting data coming out that doesn't quite support what you're saying. Well, and, it, and let me, Hold on, let me let me finish it. Because what 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 it's showing is it's voice. There you go. It's voice, and and actually, and some of this, you know, this whole Zoom thing has come about where you know faces on video, the way our faces are on video, are actually gets interpreted as threat, gets interpreted as over intense, and so you know the the that that whole game of hey look at me and and I'm going to give you my pitch at mm -hmm. right. See, see, the word that I take issue with, where I think people get lost, is love, right? Now, I think I know I what it. you mean, and, and I'm okay with that. Because, see, I, so what I found interesting is you said I do video for two reasons. Acquisition, number one. Affinity, number two. Mm -hmm. I think what affinity is, is familiarity. Familiarity and comfort. I that's think awareness. Then that's the difference. Affinity no, no. It's someone no. connecting with oh. their brand familiarity and comfort but okay you know what so affinity goes beyond that okay that, i'm you're I'm, I'm down with that but what video does um is creates familiarity and comfort and and i think you hit the number one acquisition point on its head when you said oh yeah i heard kara yeah kara's great i can't wait to talk to you and you're like you already know kara right see i don't i don't actually buy in most cases that video provides a, a true delta on conversion. And, and I'm not 100% sure that it doesn't actually in some way get in the way of some conversion, okay? But what it does do is before you talk to me, you've, you feel like you've already talked to me. So when I go, what the fuck are you doing that for? They're not surprised. Yeah. Right? Well, you know what? What we did is we went back to the data and we analyzed not only what we, we did, we, we wrote an impact award um, article. We won an impact award with, with HubSpot in 2018. It was about analyzing yeah. leads that mm -hmm. turn into customers that mm -hmm. haven't watched video compared to the ones mm -hmm. that watch video and the ones that watch video close at three times as much. Yep. Now that's correlation there. You can, you can beat that one and tell me they that closed three times because they closed three times as because much. They watched video. I understand. But then I went back and I said, let's review the other customers, different industries, B2B versus B2C. It was four times, nine times, three times. It's always more people that have watched video and engaged with your brand before they bought close at a higher rate into customers. It, it, except the problem with that is that there used to be my customers. It was gospel. Hold on. It was gospel that the more often you asked, the more often you close, the higher your success rate was. Right. And, and, and it was gospel that you had to ask someone to buy from you at least five times. 
And that's where we got this over super aggressive salesperson from. And it was data backed and it was reverse correlation, right? That, that, that ended up leading to that. And, and so, but now again, I'm I, not- I understand. And that, I'm not saying this is like- but so. I didn't, I didn't did a, I didn't do a thing on a million people. It was like five customers, right? But, but, but I think the, that's the one of the things thing. that leads people to have false expectations about video. And, but what I'm saying is. With that, so also, well, I'll, I'll interject here, like on your point, Gabe, even though it's a small cohort, you were taught that that's a micro targeted audience, which I think is good, which is, Hey, they're, they're probably coming to you for, some level of a visual, like, hey, I want video, I want a website that has video, and it's like, it, and, you know. And not only, not only, yeah, there's, the, there the no number is not important, the number is not important because these are successful partnerships. It's working in many other levels. This was just another level. We wanted to understand if there was some connection between videos being unquestionably video will correlate watched. more to people who buy from you than who don't buy from you. It's like, it's, and like, I, I would, I would at, say, yes. If you ever look at any picture, because we're going to baseball game. If you ever look at any picture, any starting what you're picture, talking about, you're going to see that they have a problem in the first inning. You're going to have to give right. me another example because, because by the time they've gotten to the fifth or sixth inning, they're on that night. Right. When, you know, if they're off that night, they're out before the fifth or sixth inning. Okay. So, so you get into this place again, it will absolutely correlate where, where, so I do a lot of video and for someone being as cynical about video, you gotta, someone's gotta be sitting here going, well, Doug, you, <laughs> you do an awful lot of video for this here. Here's why I do video, right? I do video because it saves a hell of a lot of time. Yep. Um, I do a lot of video because I take this reverse correlation issue and I, and I turn it to my advantage. How do I find out if you're committed? Mm -hmm. Well, you got to watch this half hour video. And I'm going to know if you watch the half hour video. And, and I've had people say, oh, yeah, yeah, I watched the video. And I know, they yeah, I know you have. <laughs> or I'm talking to four people and three people watch the video and one person doesn't. Yeah. And I know that. Right? Well, I, in saving time, I'm going to say that it also saves you time in building content because you create a video that then turns into a podcast that then turns into a blog. And I'm not talking, I'm not talking about transcription. I do not no, do I know. I do not believe in transcriptions other than for SEO. I have no problem with transcriptions. I'm just, I believe in creating an article for people that actually want to read sure. the piece of content sure. instead of watching the video sure. or listening to the podcast, because you're talking to different people. The podcast is going to be listened by someone that's running. The video is going to be someone on their computer or their phone. And the blog could be someone that is, is offline. You know what I mean? So those are three different people and three different audiences. So you can definitely save time. Coffee dogs is a great example of that. We would have a conversation at the office See. and say, Let's, let's create a video about the conversation about this. And then that video goes to the content team and they create a blog from it. And I don't have to train them on anything. It's all on the video. So that jump starts your content strategy. Jump, jump starts. And if Except you, you could accomplish that. You could, you could accomplish that by recording an interview and, and doing the same thing. And it would take a heck of a lot less squeeze for the juice. I think the, one of the things on both the provider and the user, the recipient side that is missed with video is it is 
an intense medium. Mm-hmm. It's intense you have to be there. To, 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 right? It's the heaviest medium yep. to participate in. It's a very intimate medium, medium whether, you're, whether you're on the screen or not. And mm-hmm. if you're on the screen, it is intimate, right? And that's why, you know, that, that, that's where you get that familiarity, that comfort, so, which, which I think has a tremendous value, mm-hmm. right? But, but you are, you know, the goods better be there because I've got to invest. Um, you know what people do if it isn't? They turn it off. And that's what you measure. You measure how much engagement you get. You understand how people are engaging. If people are stopping your podcast at three minutes every time, you're doing something wrong. You're sending it to the wrong people. You're not delivering the value. Your intro is too long. You talked about that country for a long time. Like you're not getting to the, then therefore you need to change yep. something. Yep. And that's why I believe in iteration and but, creating video series sure. podcasts because you can, you can say season one, stop. And then let's wait a month, two months, analyze the data, understand what worked, what didn't work. Let's change it. Season two. New theme. We're going to talk about this. 50 Let me ask you a question. 60 minutes. That's what you question. For every minute of video that goes mm-hmm. live, how many minutes get spent on the video for it to go live? That's a, that's a great question. I can give you both ends of the equation. We have had series that took us like three days to produce every episode, and it was insanity. And then we have series that takes us 15 minutes plus 30 minutes and it goes live. So it depends on how you do it. Yeah, so, I, 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 I think you're looking at two to five minutes. It's two to five minutes use, for every minute. And you can live. use tools that reduce a lot of that. There are tools right, out there. We use them and it's and it's three to five minutes per minute. And I'm, I'm going to do the video. Doing the video is easy and fun in this. Editing the video, getting at this, moving it, you know, and, and, and we don't do special effects. We, I mean, we're just, I mean, we're just doing clear, yep. quick stuff. You know, this, we don't do much editing of, I don't think, but it still mm-hmm. occupies a lot of time. It occupies of course, a lot of time. You have to watch it, it several times. Tremendous, it takes a tremendous amount of, of storage oh, yeah. space. And I'll tell you that, that, you know, I don't think people are like, that's the part of the story that's not told. Well, right? how much time would it take? If you have an hour long episode, how much time would it take to do an hour long blog, even though you might not need an hour long blog or a long blog? It takes a lot of time to really create great content that's written because people are going to leave right away if it's not skimmable, if the intro is not right. So at the end of the day, creating great content takes time, no matter what. Sure. But but video is an intense medium. It's the most intense medium. It's it's. The, the, the quote unquote content um, in video, you know, because th- th- this is what's told. Yeah, all you got to do is get on video, record yourself, and, and you're done. Whereas on a blog, you got to write, no, that, that, you know what? 10 years ago, that worked. You know, Mar- Marcus Sheridan, Sales Lion, you know, in our little echo chamber, you know, one of the most famous for using video. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that I love that, you know, people said that someone went back and they looked at like his first couple of videos and they were like, so bad. It's not even funny. Everybody's said, videos are bad oh, in the beginning. Hold That's on, why hold iteration on. is so important. Hold on a second. And so someone said, you know, that gave me a lot of confidence because I realized, you know, if I'm really bad, I like it, it, it worked for Marcus. Yeah. It worked for Marcus back then when video sucked and no one was doing it. I don't if agree. it was, 
if it's that bad today. I don't agree. Uh, uh, go watch my episode with Ram Fishking. He talks about exactly that one thing. He says, my videos for Whiteboard Friday suck. And I know it was- a, a How many years ago. ago when no one was doing it and it was ran and it was, yeah, it, I get that. But if you everybody, come out- Everybody's gonna suck in the beginning. My videos sucked in the beginning and I didn't do it 20, uh, uh, 10 years you ago. You know what? If, if it's you and me, in the beginning. if it's you and me, you know, I'm kind of, again, we're back into marketers selling to marketers. Mm -hmm. You tell me that a company that's selling to plant managers in, in, um, enterprise companies that if they put out a shitty video that, that the person's stumbling over and isn't, and all those things, you're telling me that that's not going to have a negative impact. If you say that's the one video that goes on the homepage and that's it, yeah, that's going to have a negative impact. If you call it... So do you throw away the first video then? You just you don't call even... It, you don't... If you call it Installation Tuesdays, and every Tuesday I'm going to show you how to install the thing, and Tuesday, first Tuesday <laughs> sucks, and the second Tuesday I get better at it with, with the camera, I put it on the other angle, and then, you know what, three months later... That guy that never did cool. it in his okay. life is going to be okay. like, hey, guys, camera two, you know, show in right here. You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. You know you, you know why that the, those first videos won't hurt you? Because nobody's going to watch them. Exactly. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. And that's what I'm saying. If, if you're doing a series, so I, you know what? I'm okay with you. I, 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 you won me. You get, you're, you're right. And if you're doing a series. I, I got him like, to, do, to say, dog said, I'm right. Hold I'd on, say Mike. that, by the way, oh, right, right, right. right? By the way, you know what? You know what? I'm, we're going to go back in time. I'm going to have I'm going to have my AI algorithm, Mike, go through, and it's going to count how many times you say you're right, how many times I say you're right, and then we're going to and then we're going to count how many times we're actually right. And I promise you that that I say you're right more frequently than I get credit for. I consider this a win already. I, right, we can right, cut there you now. Go. Like we right. can cut right now. This was a great episode, everybody. On this note, on this note, I do what like because I, I I thought about this earlier when you were talking about um, moving into like video offering things like that. How much? And I think I already know a lot uh, the, the answer to this, but just for anybody listening, um, how much was learned versus acquired as far as Nextony's video knowledge? That's a that's a great question. I'll make it quick. I know we're going crazy on the time here, but first thing we did was learn inside and 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 apply we went to wistia our video partner the same way we went to hopspot for lead generation and to you know with the, so we went to wistia and we said teach us teach us everything you know so we watched every blog watch every video talk to their team understand you know camera sound this and that so that was the initial movements and and we went to our creative director at that time she was just an account manager that had a good instagram account and we said, hey, Megan, you know how to take pictures. Would you like to, you know, explore this thing with video? And I do recommend companies doing this, trying to find someone creative inside their, their organization that, that has a good eye, you know, and, and then help them get there, giving them the resources, sending them to Wistia, to Hapso, to Vidyard, whatever it is that you, you're going to do and learn it. Now, after we did it for a while, we hired videographers that 
have been doing this for a long time. Megan moved into becoming our creative director now, running our you know website uh, projects and all that stuff. And now we have two videographers that are you know drone FAA certified that have been doing video for you know ten years. That so so it's 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 a process. It, it wasn't like half and half. It was like let's let's start with this, do it for a lot of do it by ourselves, learn as much as we can. And then when we got there as an agency, but this could be the same curve for a company, you can get someone internally to do it and then hire an agency or hire a videographer. But what I always say is do not hire videographers. Try to hire someone that will enjoy the marketing side of it too. You need, you need video marketers. You need- the the, 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 Right, the, cre the, the creative side of that. And I'll, I'll give an example of that in just a second. Um, the other question that I had for you is advice around getting comfortable behind video because like I've, I've done podcasts, videos, everything, interviews. I'm still not comfortable behind it. <laughs> so I don't the know that I ever will be. I, I just don't know that I ever will be. The answer that everybody gives you is you have to just do it and keep doing it. I've yeah. said that a million times because I'm the kind of guy that got comfortable by doing it. I, I still believe that certain people shouldn't be on camera because they're never going to be comfortable. And that's what you need to try to find is Can I, someone that is going to be comfortable and help them through the process by have, doing it a lot. Having watched Mike, having watched Mike, and we can certainly attest to the fact that if we go back and watch the first podcast on video, Mike really sucked. Um, <laughs> But you are comfortable. I don't think being, you know, how do you get comfortable? I don't think that you being comfortable is actually an operative thing. I know, I know many professional actors who are not comfortable on camera or on stage. They're always, and I, and I, and they would say actually to some degree that discomfort is, is part of what, right. okay. So I think it's a question of, do you, do you come across as uncomfortable? Now, you if you're uncomfortable to the point where, where you're like, you can't do it and, and it's clear to people that you're uncomfortable. It's so like, Mike, you don't come across today, like in this conversation. And right now you look like you're comfortable. I wouldn't know that you're the least bit uncomfortable today. And that's just, you know, that's just, you know, I think when you're on camera, you have that 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 self editing and you know what are people thinking and you know right that I mean that that's that that is the that is really the feeling so um, so I want to leave so with you the, oh go on one, one, one other question that I wanted to ask uh, Gabriel and his we went his through camera, two cameras uh, he no, had to do his he, camera twice with every us. time I talk he he just shuts it down um, I know how he feels we, there we go he's he's and he's back. Um, what do you, what are your feeling like from a, from a, from a brand perspective and, and, and Doug, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like, Hey, we're selling batteries and you know, to manufacturers. And I think Gabriel made a great point of like micro targeting and things like that. Like I think about my brother who was a mechanic and how much he loved snap on tools. And there was reasons why he loved snap on tools, the reliability, the fact that like they built a brand for snap on tools, like it, it a very micro targeted, audience but i recently saw like you would think sap boring ass company and one of their guys the, the vp of marketing that's here locally he created this video about this event they were putting on that was just funny as all can be 
so professional. And it, it was just like, I, I've watched it numerous times. And I was like, how can you take such a boring thing and make it fun? Um, and I'm, I mean, I'm not part of his audience, but well, it's technologists that are part of his audience. But I mean, is that like, going back to like learned versus acquired, you know, I think a couple of years ago, everybody was very professional. And now it's becoming more of, hey, just be kind of be, be more human. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a, the, the be more human allows everybody to do it because you don't need to have the professional photographer or the best camera or the best microphone, even though all of that is cheaper and cheaper every day, um, which is great. Uh, I believe that the human aspect will create a bigger brand, will connect you with your audience at a better, at a better, and you'll have a better chance to increase sales, increase lead, increase everything and increase your brand affinity, no matter what type of brand you are. The question is, what is that emotional human connection you need to get to? Like, if you are a huge software brand, you're not going to have like people crying on the video show and making them cry because that's an emotional connection with the brand. It's going to be maybe the the emotion is going to be how your customers are going through their journey with your software and you help their lives. And, and not every single video series have to be a movie or a Netflix show, but there is something there. Long form content that's well thought and well put together will create that emotional connection and that I don't want to call it viral, but I, but but kind of binge worthy worthy where you actually want to watch what happened next, right? So a lot of companies, and of course this is happening in the software industry and in, in Martech, of course, but a lot of brands are creating three piece, you know, video series or ten episode podcasts or ten episode videos where they're telling a story and yeah, storytelling is super this is powerful. the most lemming industry in the history of lemmings. <laughs> and I, everyone's I got that. a certification today. Everyone's got a, I mean, but I'm saying, I'm saying, look at brands that, that, that are not and and look at how they're engaging with see, their audience. And of course, yeah. Why you is know, the you answer Pat- series all the time? You why are we always Patagonia? Well, the, I'm going to tell you why, first of all, Series get you to come back. So there's a, there's a binge-worthy aspect of it. Bringing someone back means another website visit, means another opportunity to measure, means another opportunity to have a call to action. So from the marketer perspective, it is a huge impact in the way people engage with you. Second, it makes it, you're chunking it, so it's not a movie that I have to watch. It's like 10 episodes that are three minutes each. I'm excited about it. I like the first one. Maybe you show me one or two and I want to see what's going on. Your brand is in my mind. I talk to Mike in the morning when I have coffee. When I, so, you know you're, I mean? so you're, so you're MarTech. I forget what, I forget what you call your show. What, what's your show called now? MarTech Masters. Tech Masters. Mm-hmm. I do remember. See, MarTech Masters produced in Venezuela, right? <laughs> yes. Um, so they're three minute episodes. No, and that's uh, and what I'm saying is, oh. the, it depends the length. See, which everybody asks me, what do we make the video? Three minutes, thirty minutes, fifty minutes? It depends. And long form video has a place. 
Wistia just came out with the state of video of 2021 with their data from 2020. And more than 30 minute, longer than 30 minute video was the biggest growth they had. And I get it. They should have asked, asked me that like five years ago. I would have told them when everyone was telling me my videos were too long. I, I mean, my, 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 my problem with all of these state of reports, you know, according to the state of RevOps reports, 42% of companies, which is considered bad, have a RevOps department. I can tell you with 100% confidence, 42% of companies do not have RevOps. Exactly. Right? 42%, 42% of companies of that, that are filling out surveys about RevOps companies have RevOps. Of course. Right? Well, no, this so, is from their, their data. So they're analyzing billions of hours of no, 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 I, watched. So, but like, I'll give, you, I'll give you a perfect example of episodic stuff that, that, I, that I really like. One, I, I do watch every episode of MarTech Masters primarily because the emails that are sent about the new episode dropping are sent at the correct time. But two, the episodic videos that I really have been enjoying, even though I may not get value out of every single one, I watch every single one. It's Kyle Jepsen's HubSpot tips that are no more than three minutes on LinkedIn or two minutes. And every single, like, it's just a small little nugget of, hey, you can learn to do this. And it just makes me smart. Like people that want to learn more about diving deeper, those types of things are hugely valuable. Kyle Jepson doesn't have the whole community of, of you're right underneath him. But but here, so so again, this like I'm 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 speaking for the little guy here today, guys. HubSpot has how many people? How big is their marketing? <laughs> hold on, hold on. How, how did George build a brand? George. Uh, but not only uh, that, the Thomas right? built a brand with the same kind of thing. Like so the other why side of episodic video so, is you can you, get better over time. That's no, why I know. I, again, I know that. Okay. I, I, I understand. I get that. Here, here's the problem as, as, as everyone's going episodic, right? I, I have this problem with podcasts. You want me to subscribe to your podcast? You're on right. episodic. This is an episodic series. Well, I, I understand we have episodes, right? But I don't, but I'm not recommending, I mean, this is one form of what we do. And and by the way, I this is this is experienced far, far more as just audio than it is as video. Mm-hmm. Right. So so I would actually classify this more to the audio side of things than the video side of things. I think there's lots of opportunity potential. I, I think I think audio is um in underutilized as as we can see from all the copycats for Clubhouse. Yeah. Because audio is where the intimacy comes. Audio is where that familiarity comes. Audio is where our reptilian brain is coming from. And you can think about that video series and find a way to turn that into audio. Not everything turns into audio. I understand that. I understand. But, but, but but what my point is, is that if you want me to, if you want me to subscribe to your podcast, you know what you have to do? You have to tell me which podcast am I going to stop listening to? Because I've got a lot of things to do that, that, I mean, I, I watch some people who talk about the podcasts that they listen to and the episodic videos that they watch. And I'm left with a really simple question. When do you do your job <laughs> or when do you sleep or when do you spend time with your kids or when do you go outside and actually not think about work? Right. right. And so if everything's episodic, what you're going to get is you're going to get an 80, 20 rule where the you're, you're going to, you're going to lose the long tail. Right, as opposed to looking at video to say how, how, like you wanted the number one reason I would do video and why everyone should do video. And it's interesting that you didn't mention it. I know you mean it, but you didn't mention it. And that's customer retention. Yeah, no, I, I always more value for customer retention. It customer acquisition is the last customer acquisition. That's the last reason that I do it. 
right? I do this so that people hear me. Like I, I was talking to my team earlier and I said, look, if we were selling some new hot sauce and we wanted people to buy it, what would we do first? We'd go to all these grocery stores and we'd let people sample it. And that's what, like, that's what the role of this is. If I started connecting customer acquisition metrics to this, I, I would have stopped doing it two years ago. And well, that, that, we've that is about that the point. You, that is the point measure. of episodic video series. Right. You the can't sit everything. here and measure. <laughs> but but what but what I'm saying, like, if you want to know where I'm getting, um, where, where I get the bang on my video, the amount of time that I save, the number of times that I don't have to give the same presentation for the 500th time, <laughs> I don't think it increases my conversion rate. It right? ultimately does. No, I don't think it does. I mean, it might it might increase it might increase the rate because I use it as a way to exclude people, yeah. which is a time saver. But you know what? I know a couple of people that I lost because I told them they needed to watch video. Perfect, and, and they're, they're not willing to put the work. You don't want them as a customer. It, it, it's not that's not a hundred. I don't I don't agree with that hundred percent. I don't agree with that hundred percent. I I I agree that if I wouldn't make you do it. And I, so therefore didn't make anybody do it. The, the lost time that I would lose, the time that I would lose in people that, that wouldn't take the next step and, and, you know, there, there's red flag, you know, et cetera. But, you know, the, the, those elements, I, I think that there's an aspect, um, I like, I think every manufacturer on the planet, I think every service provider to a manufacturer should be working on a video that is the equivalent of uh, a, a tour visit. And, and, and you can break that up in different things because every manufacturer in the world will tell you that the greatest closing technique in history is an on-site visit. Well, if you can't bring Muhammad to the mountain, bring the mountain to Muhammad. But it doesn't have to be episodic. Look at the places that are high inflection. Because, see, to me, doing video right means you're going to commit the time, you're going to commit the effort, and you're going to commit the necessary consistency. Oh, yeah to make that work. And if you Fine. go episodic, um, actually, I think Google just came out that um, I, I think it's 80% of podcasts die at seven episodes. You know why? Because people think they're going to get customers out of them and they're no. wrong. No, it you want, I actually, no, I think there's a bigger reason for it. <laughs> I think when you haven't done an episode, you think you have a million things to say. And the first four or five that you do, they're easy because you've been waiting for years to say it. And then you get to the sixth episode and you're like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to talk about and the time that it takes and everything else. So, I mean, there, certainly there's some of that. But but my point is, if I'm like, if you do seven episodes, shame on you. Shame on you. that was a waste. Exactly. You, right. you need to keep so going. So guess what? Year two. Trust me. Second year. You'll see the returns. You'll see the returns. You'll hear the returns. Every sales I, meeting, you'll hear something about I don't, um, I don't, I, I think that there's places for video that, that like get started. You don't have to make that commitment. Oh, no, of course. Of course. We, so, by the way, and, and this is not a conversation on a point to force everybody to have a video series. Not all of our customers, the majority of our customers don't have a video series, but they do video consistently. 
They don't do one-off videos. We do video on a monthly basis. So even if it's not a series, even if we don't create a show, we're constantly creating new video. We're constantly getting it better. We're going back and re-editing and adding new B-roll and changing it and creating a new call to action and changing the one on the homepage. Consistency is as important as when you're doing blogging or SEO or anything or calls for sales. Consistency in video is as important as anybody, anything else. It's one of the most important things, even if it's not called a podcast or a show or a video series. Making it a show creates a whole brand in its own, and it could be a fun project. So if I'm a business brand on, on its own. And but I'm going to commit to do four videos this year. Is that is that okay? No, it's too, it's See, not enough. Agree. Not I enough. Agree. I don't agree. And, and I agree with you. I, I, I don't agree with you. I think you will do more. <laughs> you say you will do four videos, but you have this podcast. You have this other, like you're doing. I'm not, I'm not talking about me. Oh, you're talking about a customer. If someone yeah, says I'm talking about, I'm a company and I haven't done video and, I, and, and we're going to do four who, videos this year. Who are they? If they're the most boring business in the world, four videos is a lot of videos, right? I, I, don't, I don't think boring is, is necessarily the. You know what I'm talking about? Like it, it, in the certain industries do not need to create videos all the time. And certain industries need to create videos every day. We, we've gone There's over time. Range. We've gone over time, but we, so I'm going to put you on the spot because you and I have talked about you, what the impact of doing video would be for you. And you always agree that yes, it should, but you have not done video the way you said you're going to do video. And oh, you're, on man. Here, you're on here <laughs> saying, right. And, and so, and so tell me why you haven't done it. And I think I know why. Tell us, Mike. There, there, well, I mean, Gabriel's, you know, giving me the same advice and things. I mean, there, there's, there's absolutely the, the comfort level. Um, I have learned, actually, I have done some things where I learned how to use um, some, some editing tools because I've had to. Um, and I've researched them. I used it. I had to give a, I had to give a recorded presentation and it literally, it, it was a 10 minute presentation and it was probably four hours of takes. In fact, look, there's still the uh, ladder that I put my laptop up on and all that kind of stuff. It was four hours of takes. And then I used a tool called Descript to like kind of mesh them all together. And mm -hmm. then I was using Final Cut to, or not Final Cut, but I forget what it was. Yeah, it might've been Final Cut, Apple iMovie to mm -hmm. stitch it all together. And so to me, it was just like, uh, there's also that, I don't know. I can make excuses all day long about why I didn't do X, why I didn't do Y. Like, see, you know, see there's, I there's... think, uh, here's something that I think that is key from what I know about you. I think that you don't think doing three videos over the next six or seven months is enough. And so if you're not, so until you're ready to do video, you're right. You're right. right? And, and so what I'm saying is if, now, you know what, you know what, Gabriel, I would agree with you that, that if you commit to do four videos and you do four videos more likely than not, you'll end up doing more than four videos. Yeah. But, but if you took a look, Mike, at three critical inflection points and you said, okay, which one is my biggest pain in the ass? And, and you did just one video for that reason. It, it, it's not going to be necessarily brand affinity. It's not necessarily going to be acquisition. Um, and it's not even necessarily going to be retention. But, but if you think about it, the juice that you'd get for the squeeze, and especially given what you do, which could be your face in the corner, 
because I don't do B roll. I don't have like you started talking about B roll, and I'm like, my head started to hurt. I, and I don't do that. And I think you know, again, we don't we get a different type of result from video than you do. But but I think that that I think that the video evangelism that that is, is all well and good. Where, where the statement goes, look, well, if you're only going to do one or two, then that's, well, you know what, if you do one or two things that, that are a real inflection point, where, where that humanity and that, and that visual and that feel of, of just somebody walking through what, you know, or whatever that might be, that that would reduce a time commitment. And that's, and if that's all you do, right, then, then you're, you know, then, then, then you're going to get, and, and you know what, you're probably like, Mike, if you did one video on that inflection point, you'd have 10 times the ROI that the measurable directly measurable ROI than Gabriel does. Now, yeah. Gabriel has more overall impact and, 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 and the things that you can't measure, but what you would do would have that direct piece. And if you looked at it as I'm going to do one video and that's all I'm going to do one video. And if I never do another video, that's cool, but I'll have this one video. And by the way, that's how I started quote unquote doing video was I thought I had to do this presentation to somebody and I'm like, oh my God, if I have to tell one more person this story about what an inbound marketing engine is, and I'm like, oh, and what ended up happening was I put a, I put three videos because I broke it up into segments and it ended up being 57 minutes. And everybody told me, Doug, it's too long. And, and I've got this stupid thing behind me because there's a huge mess for how we were set. I mean, it's, the lighting sucked, all that. But you know what? You were serious. Like we were, it was a sales conversation video. You, we were already talking to you and it's like, here, watch this. And I'll tell you what, A, it went over well. Um, had some people push back. Guess what? You know, don't have to spend time on them. All of a sudden I started learning about other people because they started watching it as the sale progressed through, as we were getting closer and closer, all of a sudden I started seeing their, they were having their sales and I was like, whoa, I had no idea. And everyone told me it was too long. It, you know, the content's really good, Doug, but no one's going to watch it. I mean, we, we, we were 90% average plus on watch. And, and I'll tell you what, that one video, you know, for, for four months, like that's all we had in, in terms of, of video and, and, I, I had no intention of doing another video. I had no intent. I mean, I'm right. And and then, you know, now we do it as, as a matter of course. And so that's all I'm saying is, you know what, guys, figure out like everybody should look at what their situation is and just do one video on your highest inflection point. And, and that highest inflection point could be what's the biggest pain in the ass and do a video on that and see what happens. Yeah. And in things it, it's as easy as downloading soapbox by wistia or go video by vidyard and create a video on your laptop you don't need equipment you don't need microphones it's all in there you can use your iphone but i said videographer for everybody with a phone it's like this is the most professional camera on the, the planet iphone is harder than what i'm talking about like soapbox right. is click on chrome and you're recording and it's saved and you copy paste the link into an email and you send it I don't work for Wistia, but I love them. <laughs> love that brand for sure. All righty. Hannah's yelling at us, everybody. Um, let's go. Final final takeaway. What's your final takeaway there? Um, well, Mike, why don't you say what your takeaway is, and then we'll finish with Gabe. About, I mean, my takeaway clearly um, to experts in the industry uh, uh, created create my one. I did and not get that. He, his his takeaway was to he just got beat up and he's got to create one video so he's got to create his one video. 
Okay, perfect. Everybody, tune in in 2023, and we will share with you Mike's one video. Yeah. <laughs> so, Everyone, Mike, uh, what's your final thought? My my takeaway, final thought. Uh, first of all, I love the conversation. Always like to be challenged. Um, I, I continue to say this over and over again. Just go do it. I know it's the dumbest kind of advice you can give someone. It's too generic. It is very easy. No matter what you do in an organization, if you're in marketing, in sales, in customer service, HR, anything, you need to explain something on an email. Just create a simple video instead of trying to explain it with 15 screenshots. You need to send something to a coworker. Just create a short video. That emotional connection will get you places. It is unbelievable how many times I get responses from people that said, oh my God, you created a video. Like that still happens today. It happened to me yesterday. Uh, the marketing director forwarded my, my proposal to the CEO and the CEO said, he told me I need to watch your video. So what's the video? So I sent him the video. He's like, very nice video. It was me in a shitty t-shirt, like just explaining what the proposal was and the options. And the CEO had a great experience to the point that he felt that he had to respond to me and say that that was a great video. So that keeps happening constantly. So human connection, being more human as business owners, as marketers, as salespeople is always better. No bullshit though, right? It has to be the real deal. And for those of you that don't know Gabriel, those seven points were his one final point for a takeaway. <laughs> so that is Gabriel, everybody. Gabriel, thank you so much for joining us. Mike, thank hey, you. Thanks, my man. Uh, everybody awesome. go out and record your video.